And if you are in a place of discouragement, uh, you're in a place of despair, uh, there are those that think Christians should never be in those places. Uh, but let me just say, if, uh, if you serve God long enough, you're going to be in those places. Those who say that hadn't served God long enough. But I found in my walk, in my life, and when I go through those seasons of troubles and through seasons of hurt and heartache, I, I go to the book of Psalms, and uh, I find a lot of comfort in the book of Psalms. I find a lot of help in the book of Psalms in times of troubles, and that I, I find that men in the Bible are those who went through the same thing that you and I go through today. In Psalms 107 this morning, Psalms 107 this morning, uh, I'm going to tell you up front, get it over with, today is a two-part message. I, I'm going to talk about the storm this morning, and then I'm going to talk about those who are in the storm tonight. So, uh, uh, this has been on my heart, and I want to get this done. And we see in this world that we live in uh, things that are happening. And, and I, I, I heard something this morning. There's things uh, in the preparation in the different states on what they're going to do. And it, it worries me. It scares me. But I know who's in control. And I just want to let you know, there are some storms coming from this COVID-19. Our life is going to be changed if we allow it to be changed. But we need to look into the one who's still in control of this world. A government may think they're in control. Our president may think he's in control. Uh, uh, let me just say this. They're not in control. God is still in control. So when I, when I go through these times of hurt and despair, I, I get into the book of Psalms. And uh, this morning we're going to be in the book of Psalms of 107. And I love to say this. Let us stand for the reading of God's word. Amen. Psalms 107, beginning in verse number 23. They that go down to the sea and the ships that do business in great waters. These seas, underline that, remember that these see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. For he commandeth and he raiseth the stormy winds and which lifted up the waves thereof. They mount up into heaven, they go down again to the depths, their soul is melted because of trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunk man and are their wits in. Then cry unto the Lord in their trouble. And he brings them out of their distress. He maketh the storm a calm so that the waves there are still. Then are they glad because of the quiet so he brings them unto their desired haven. Oh, that men will praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let us pray. Father, we thank you this morning. We ask you, Lord, just touch hearts, lift up, encourage. There may be some storms brewing today, Father, but we know that we need to keep our eye on you in these storms, Father. And we praise you this morning. Give you the glory. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You may be seated. This passage here I just read, I've, it's been 
20 years ago that I remember preaching out of it. And when I preached out of that passage, uh, I could expound on it. I could tell you what the words meant, but I had not gone through any of those storms. I have not walked that kind of walk. But the years have passed by. I've walked that walk. Now when I read this passage, it speaks to me. The storms. Now we know literally he's talking about a storm on the sea. But there are storms in the life. And let me just say this. uh, uh, Storms of life something that everybody has to go through. There is not one of us are exempt from this. Uh, uh, the old saying is, are you either heading in one or coming out of one or you in one? Amen. Uh, by the old phrase says, when it rains, it pours. And I, I believe that uh, uh, the storms of life that we're not exempt from those. But in verse 23, they that go down to the sea in the ships that do business in great waters. Now look at the first two words of 24. I told verse 24, look at them. These See, there are some things that we need to see in a storm. Our eyes need to be fixated and look, and there's some things that we can see. You know what? A storm can blur your vision. Amen. A storm can blur your vision. It can mess with your sight. Now, this text, like I said, they are literally in a storm. They're out on the sea, and they're in this storm. Now, I've been through some bad storms in my life. I've been through some hurricanes in my life. I've been through tornadoes. I've been through earthquakes. I've been through those storms, but there's nothing like a storm out in the middle of the sea. It's totally different. I'll tell you what, storms here on this land here, I feed a perfect permanently planted on his worth uh, but out in the sea uh, when that storm rises up uh, you're not planted uh, you're not walking that good uh, especially out in a ship in the middle of the sea and it gets real dark and you can't see and it rain begins it starts out it's real clear real calm water and life changes real quick that, that dark cloud could be looking way off on yonder and looking way, but all of a sudden it'd be on top of before you know it. Uh, and things change uh, uh, when that storm comes. It blurs your vision. You can't see nothing for miles. Your feet are not on solid ground anymore. Let me tell you. Get out of a storm in a darkness. It's hard. It doesn't matter what time of the day it is. Darkness will come in the storm. And you can see far off, but now you can't see because in verse 27 it said, And they reeled to and fro, and they staggered like drunk men, and are at wit's end. They can't walk straight. They, they try to put one foot for another. And it seems like when they go to reach for something, it was there and now it's here. And I, many of you might have uh, seen on the uh, TV uh, the cop show. I like watching those things. Uh, live PD ain't nothing like live PD. Amen. I know all them guys are going to heaven because it's good stuff. But when they stop and they want to give somebody a sobriety test, somebody that may be inebriated, uh, they want to give them this test and they'll tell 
tell him, you need to walk a straight line, put one foot in front of another, and you see them going like this. You see them doing like this, and they're about ready to fall. And that's what happens on a sea in a ship. You can't walk a straight line. You can't grab a hold of anything. Your feet are being tossed to and fro. You're not on solid ground anymore. And it said, hey, in this storm, you're like a drunk man. A storm can mess with your vision. It can blur your vision. Storms of life will blur your sight today. Let me just say this. You do not need to make any monumental decisions in a storm. I I find a lot of Christians want to make a decision in the midst of the storm. And let me just say this. When you make a decision in the midst of that storm, all you're doing is making a bad decision, and it, all it does is accelerates the storms in your life. When you're in a storm, don't make, a bad, don't make any decision. Wait till the sun comes out. Wait till the storm pass out and passes by, and then make that decision that you need to make. It. Don't make no decisions in the storm, because whatever you do it's going to be a bad one it's not going to be a good one so we need to make sure that when we're in the storms we hold on and ride it out and don't make no decisions on them a storm can be a blessing in your life now how in the world can you say a storm be a blessing to my life how in the world can I, I be stacking around? How can I do that? Uh, it can be a blessing in your life uh, if you see the right stuff, if you're looking at the right things. If you allow God to show you things in that storm, you can see some things. In verse 24, it says, These see. It's not the people that's sitting on the hill. It's not the people that's not going through the storm. It's those that are going through the storm that sees the mighty work of hand of God. You're in the middle of a storm. You need to get, be able to get a glimpse of the good works of God in your storm. I know that we get into storms of life and all we can fixate is on the storm itself. I know that that's, that's our attention. That's what we get. We fixate on that storm right there. But let me just say, in the middle of your storm, you don't need to fixate your eyes on that, but you need to fixate your eyes on the calmer of the storm. You're going to go through storms in your life, and let me just say this again, because of the results of what we're going through in this country, in this world, there are going to be some storms that's going to arise, and it's going to test you, and let me just say this, you need to make sure the decisions you make in the storm is what God is trying to get you to. And God said, hey, hold on, there is coming a brighter day, the sun will shine tomorrow, so hold on, There's, there might be a blessing in in a storm for your life. Most pilots, most all pilots have to learn to fly IFR. That, that's a given. You have to do that. If you can't fly at IFR, you're probably limited on where you can fly to where you can't. And what they do, they put blinders on you. Got your helmet on, they'll put a blinder on top of you on both sides. You can't see nothing. 
And where the reason they try to, they, they want you to fixate your eyes only on the instruments and fly and let what that instrument is telling you what's going on in your, in the, with the aircraft. And they, you got to fix it because if you start looking at the instrument and try to get a peek of something else, uh, you're looking at the wrong things. So in the middle of a storm, I see a lot of Christians, what happened is they get fixated on the wrong things. They're not looking at the right things. And what God says, there are some things that you need to fixate your eyes on. And Psalm 21 says, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence my help come from. My help coming from the Lord, which made the heavens and the earth. Uh, Paul said, I'm looking unto Jesus, the author, to finish my faith. Fixate your eyes on God. And then at Gospels, they said, Sir, we would see Jesus in a storm. You can see the right things. You can, you can have the right perspective when you're going through a storm. If you look at the right place, you keep look at the right person, don't get your eyes fixated on nothing but God. Look, fixate your eyes on the one that calms the storm. So there's some things that you and I can see in a storm. There's some things that you and I can notice in a storm. And I want to show you that. I, I want us to get prepared in our life today for things that may be coming down. We see the one who controls the storm. In verse 25, there is somebody that has control of the storm. In verse 25, it says, For he, go back to verse 24, it says, The Lord commandeth and raiseth the stormy wind, and he lifts the waves thereof. We find that God allows the storms. We find that God is in command of the storms. Uh, and we find that God directs the storms. I want you to know there's some storms that have been caught. Your storm has not caught God off guard. He's at control. He's in control of the storm that you're going through, that I'm going through. He's in control of the surroundings. Notice that it said, He commandeth and riseth the stormy winds, which lifteth up the waves thereof. They mount up the heavens. They go down into the deep, and their soul is melted because of their trouble. In spite of their surroundings, in spite of their terrible surroundings, God is still in control. I know there's those that say, Preacher, you just don't know how bad I got in my life. Preacher, you just don't know what they're going through. Preacher, can't you see uh, what this world is facing? God's in control. God's still in control. We get our eyes fixated on the right things. No matter how bad it gets, no matter how terrible it gets, God is still in control. He controls the storm. I, I wished I could bring everybody up here this morning that could witness and tell what God has done for you in your life. I, 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 take the old scriptures of those men that we see in the scriptures. Say, hey, hey, brother Noah, come on up here and tell the people about your storm. He said, yeah, I was in a storm for 40 days and 40 nights. Hey, what went on? He says, I didn't think I could find God. I didn't feel God. I thought God had done forgot, forgotten us. And But I read over in there and said, and the Lord remembered Noah. God knew his surroundings. God knew where he was at. God knew what he was going through. And God brought that ship exactly where God wanted to plant that ship God remember Noah amen what about brother Joseph 
Hey, Brother Joseph, tell us your problems. Hey, my brother threw me in a pit, stripped me of my coat of mother, many colors, and then they sold me down in Egypt. But God was in control. Hey, but Potiphar's wife lied on you. Yeah, but God was in control. Hey, she threw you in prison. Yeah, but God was in control. Hey, the butler, you told him the dreams. And he said, I remember you, but he didn't. For years, you stayed in jail. He says, but God was still in control. Hey, Brother Joseph, when you got out of prison, you got right dead in the middle of a phantom. He said, but God is in control. Man. David. Been chased and hiding in the hills behind rocks and cliffs and everything. He's been sought to kill. But he said, I look back in my life and I've seen an unseen hand that was directing me in my life. Amen. Shadrach, Meshach, Bendigo. Hey. Tell us your story, hey, when my surroundings seemed like engulfed in everything else, but there I was. It wasn't bothering me. I could walk around because that, uh, that one that was there with me was keeping my surroundings from destroying me. Daniel, what about you, brother? He said, hey, I was in the lion's den, but God came in, shut the mouths up. I got a good night's sleep. I wasn't worried. Everybody else might have been worried, but God gave me a good night's sleep. Even in the midst of my storm, we could bring the disciples up and say, Hey, what about that time that you was Jesus in the, in the boat out on the seas? And twice they went out in a boat and got in trouble there. He said, Our, our ship was about full. We're about to sink. We're about to go under. Jesus, don't you even care? He comes, walks through the water, steps out on the bow, and said, Peace, be still. I'm telling you. If you fixate your eyes on the right thing, peace can come to your life. I don't want to say this. All, all that stuff that I just said about each one of those people, you can only see that while you're in the storm. If you're on the outside and your life is going good and everything's right, you don't see the providence hand of God. But in the midst of that storm, in the midst of all your troubles and hurts and pain, that's when God shows up. That's when God speaks peace to your life. Amen. We see who's in control of the storm. We know he commanded to raise the raise of the winds and, and the seas. We know that. He, it tells us that he's in control. Everything's in his hands. His hands is on the wheel. Has not caught him off guard. Hold your head up, put a song back on your lips, and let God direct you. And I say this because there's a holy God in heaven that sees you in the midst of your troubles and he's still controlling them. We see in the storm that he's controlling our surroundings. He's, he's controlling when the storm swallows you up. Verse 27, they reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and they're at their wits end. Has anybody ever been at their wits end? That literally means to be swallowed up. Swallowed up. 
When you can't take it no more, when everything's going against you, hey, you get up in the morning, your finances is good, your, your life is good, your family is good, you think you can rat hold some money up, save a little bit, and all of a sudden, boom, your life has changed. It's turned upside down. It don't take but one phone call to mess your life up. Amen. Amen. And they were literally at wit's end. I wish I could tell everyone today that you're only going to have one storm in your life per lifetime. But that's not going to happen. Storm's going to come. They're going to swallow you up. I've I've had people come to me and say, hey, I'm going through this. I'm I'm going through that. Uh, What do you think? And I go, I don't know. It happens. But I'll tell you what I do know. I love what David said. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. When I can't take it no more, when I, when I fight the battle, when the wind is against me, when the storm is rising my life, I, I, Lord, I just can't go through it no more. But take me to the rock that is higher than I. He's controlling our surroundings and our life and our our storm that we're going through. God's hand is still there. We see the cry from the storm in verse 28. When they got to their wits end, when they got swallowed up, they couldn't do it no more, couldn't make it no more. Notice what designated their cry. Then they cry unto the Lord. Who are they crying unto? They ain't crying to the preacher. They ain't crying to the teacher. They ain't crying to the singer. They ain't crying, oh, woe is me. They're crying unto the Lord in their trouble. And he bringeth them out of their distress. Can I say this? Psalms 107 is a repetitive psalm. Amen. You know what repetitive means? Over and over. If you look at Psalms 107, it says four times it's mentioned in here that uh, uh, stories about the God's people, where they're being, where they're going, and where they're headed to. And each time you see that, look at verse number six. Then they cried unto the Lord. Verse 13. Then they cried unto the Lord. Verse 19. Then they cried unto the Lord. Verse 28. Then they cried unto the Lord. You see the pattern. When the storm comes, they cry to the Lord. That's what's happening when people come to the altar. They come, they, they're going through a storm. They're going through a problem. They're not crying out to the preacher. They're not crying out to the singers. They're crying out to the Lord. That's what we need to do is get on our knees and start crying out to God. So many people today cry to the wrong places and to the wrong people. They've lost sight. They got blurred vision. They don't understand. They cry to their friends. They cry to relatives. They cry about their friends. They cry about their relatives. They cry in all the wrong places. Can I tell you, when you are going to get to the most out of your crying, it's when you cry unto the Lord. When you cry to Him, We should see ourselves crying unto the Lord. Who are they crying to? They're crying to the Lord. Notice their desperation, their cry. 
Each one of these texts is verse 6 and verse 13, verse 9 and verse 19, verse 28. Then they cried unto the Lord. <coughs> then it said, in their trouble. It amazes me that Christians wait until they're in trouble before they cry out to God. When life is honky-dory and everything's good, the sun's coming at the morning, you got breakfast on the table, supper on the table, your family is doing right, you ain't crying out to God for nothing. But you let that storm roll on you unexpectedly and the clouds get dark and the waves are riding and the wind's blowing, you cry out to God then. What's wrong with crying out to God when everything in your life is going good, when everything is at peace? Why don't you cry out to God? Why do we wait until the storm comes in our life before we cry out to God? Let, let me say this. If you don't think God won't put you in trouble to get you to cry out to Him, then you don't know God very good. You don't know Him very good. If you get to the place in your life when your cries and your fellowship with God has been restrained before Him, He will put you in trouble. He will Make you cry out to him. Why, why would God do that? Why would God put me in something that I have to cry out? Because God wants to hear his children crying unto him. He loves it. He wants to hear you. You say, well, I, 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 I cry out every time I go through a storm. I cry out. But that's not the only time God wants you to cry out to him. In a time of peace, cry out to God. In a time of sorrow, cry out to God, but cry out to Him. We see the, who controls the storm. We see the cries from the storm, but there's a celebration after the storm. Verse 29 through 31. He maketh the storm a calm. Notice this. Notice, who lets the storm start? God. Who, lets, who stops the storm? God. That already tells you something right there. If God allows a storm to come in my life, God can stop that storm in my life. So that the waves there are still, then they are glad because they be quiet. So he brings them to, them to their desired haven. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works through the children of men. There are two reasons to celebration. There's celebration because what has passed. What they've gone through is now behind them. They went through the storm, but God brought them through. Ain't God good? Ain't God good? God brought me through it. He doesn't let me down. I'm still standing. Do you realize they are praising God for the same stuff we praise God for? When God delivers us, when God helps us, when God brings us through that storm, we ought to just raise our hands and say, Thank you, Lord. I want to praise you. They're praising God. They're celebrating God for what He has done for them. 
there's a celebration for his providence. Remember, I said this is a repetitive song. Oh, that man would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works in a children of men. Verse 8. Oh, that man would praise the Lord for his goodness and his wonderful works in children of men. Verse 15. Oh, that man would praise the Lord for his goodness and his wonderful works of children of men. Verse 21. Oh, that man would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works of the children of men. Verse 31. Four times he said the same thing. You ought to be celebrating God. You ought to be praising God. It's just not to celebrate the past and what we've been through, but you ought to celebrate God because of who He is and what He's done for you. He said, hey, oh, that men ought to praise God for what He's done. Not just our past. We want to thank God for what He's done in our past, but let me tell you what. There's a future ahead of you. There are storms ahead of you. And we need to learn to praise God for our past, praise God for our present, and praise God for our future. Because they're coming. They're coming. Look at the last verse of this chapter. And it sums up the whole Psalms of 107. Getting the right perspective, seeing the right things in the storm, looking to the one that has control over everything. Verse 43 Whosoever is wise, do we have any wise people in here? Come on, I know you're all wise. Raise your hand. I know you are. Whosoever, whoso is wise and will observe these things. Even they shall understand the loving kindness of the Lord. And what God is saying, you need to observe it. Observe what God has done in your life. Understand what He's done in your life, where He's brought you from and what He's taken. You ought to observe that. He said you ought to look at it. You know what, it'd be good if sometimes we step and just stop and want to turn our life and say, Lord, uh, just let me take a look at the things you've done for in my life. Let me take a look at where you brought me from. And let me take a look where you're taking me to. Well, just look at it and praise God. But he said you ought to understand it. It's one thing to observe what God's done in your life. It's another thing to look at God, what he's done for in your life. But you ought to understand what God has done in your life. And that's what God is wanting to see. God is trying to tell us, hey, there's storms coming. And there's going to be some dark times in our life. That wind's going to rise up. And we're going to talk more about that wind tonight. But it's going to rise up. And you're going to wonder what's going on. But we fixate our eyes on the one who controls the storms. And got us in his hands. God will see us through that storm. You say, what's going to happen is, well, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen in this world. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen next month. I don't know what happen next year. I don't know. But I'm telling you, there's storms ahead of us. And we lose sight of the one who controls those storms. We can get messed up. We can get messed up. Understand God. Observe his goodness and kindness and look at it, what he's done in our lives. It's been good to be back in the house of the Lord. 